Welcome to Talk Employment to Me by KLC, the pod where common sense meets useful advice. Another week and another episode. I'm your host, Stephanie Berry, together with Chris Sacco and Jared Sacco. Join us for new episodes every Friday at 3 p.m. So sit back, listen, and let's get started. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back. Sad news, Jared's not here again this week. Chris, does he do any work, or is it just you and I carrying the team? I don't know. Well, he hasn't worked it out yet, but I stopped paying him two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he's not here. (laughs) Perhaps, perhaps. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining me, because... I feel like it would be everybody's worst nightmare if they were just listening to me all the time. So I appreciate that you've jumped on. So that's not the case. <laughs> no, that's sort of probably. And you know what? It feels like just yesterday I did one of these. Yeah, it does feel like just yesterday, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. But it's good to be back. Always, always. I, I always enjoy my time with you, Jared. That's debatable. But you know what? We'll just we'll work around it, won't we? We will indeed. So, because it's Friday, because we're here, because... Friday again, sorry. Yeah, Friday again. Because I enjoy picking your brain, we have not talked about the subject of cover letters. Now, cover letters is something that I feel I I personally have some thoughts on. Now, they may not be your thoughts, they may not be society's wider thoughts, they might be, but I thought we, it would definitely be worse, worse? not worse, worth, <laughs> with worth, it would be worth having a conversation about cover letters. So in terms of cover letters, Chris, do you still think that they are relevant? Do you still think they're needed in today's job market? I think that they are, I was going to say absolutely, absolutely positively needed, but not always. So how's that for an answer? Absolutely, positively, I'm not sure. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, not not absolutely sure. So the answer is there is absolutely a place for them, uh, depending on the job that you're going for, the industry that you're applying into. Um, unlike years ago where I found that they were not really, when I first started, like that's just like yesterday, I was going to say, no, I won't do it. I'm not going to no, make no, it. I'm a better version of myself today for well, this next minute. Let's see how I go. Let's see. Um, I think, you know, in the old days, we never used to look at them because the substance of a cover letter in the old days were, dear sir, madam, please accept my application. Um, here is my CV. Please call me. Basically an introduction with some manners, not actually serving a purpose. Is that right? Absolutely. So, you know, in the old days, we didn't even open them because there was no merit in them. And then they have become a prerequisite in a lot of organisations. That's a hard word for a Friday. There's lots of hard words. We could maybe have a session on words that we can't say. Uh, That could be our longest podcast to date. (laughs) I've heard the way Jared talks. I was going to say one, but I can't even say it, so I'm not saying it. Um, Reshaw Way, I think, was one of his most recent ones. Not a Reshaw Way. A Reshaw Way. Um, so, look, I think that there are, and, and look, there's a, probably the key selection criteria may, may form some of the cover yeah. letter, but the cover letter is actually a selling point on your personality, um, where your resume is a sell on your skills and, mm-hmm. and what you've done and where you've worked. 
But I think that you cover letter of bullets, people. It gives them an insight into your personality. Yeah, agreed. I feel as though cover letters are—they're if they're done well, they serve a purpose, absolutely. But we often see a lot of really poorly written cover letters that are of the same elk as what you just mentioned from years and years and years ago, which is basically a polite introduction, which mm -hmm. thank you for the manners, that's wonderful, but really serves no purpose in what I'm trying to ascertain from the documents that you're giving me in regards to your job application. So I feel as though we've talked about resumes and we know what purpose they serve. Key selection criteria are something newer in the job market. Now they're not new, new, but they're newer than a cover letter. The difference for me between a cover letter and a key selection criteria is your cover letter should outline a couple of those things that your resume and your key selection don't. So if it's a part-time role, why are you interested in part-time? Why? Where do you, if you haven't put your address on your resume, where do you live? How far is it to travel to your job, to the office? Do you have, you know, whatever it might be. But also why you are interested in the role and why you believe your skills are a good fit for the role. You mm -hmm. can talk in some general terms with some examples, whereas key selection criteria should be all examples. So cover letters can be a little bit more fluffy, but I would still say make sure there's substance within your fluff, if you like. That's the way we <laughs> want to say it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> substance within your fluff. What do you feel in today's job market are the benefits of a, of a cover letter? I'm not anti-cover letter. I'm just also not sure I'm fully sold on a cover letter either. Let me put it that way. I think, you know, in your, if we, if we look at your resume, we've talked about that, you know, we've talked about what it should look like, the experiences, etc. But your cover letter, as I say, is a bit of your personality. So, and you've just touched on this, you know, what what's your purpose? What are your motivators for applying for this job? You know, I might be sitting in Queensland right now, but I'm moving to New South Wales next week. So this is why, and these are my reasons, and that's actually my home. And that's, you know, I'm not going for a short period of time, but you know, if your resume says I, I live in New South, uh, sorry, Queensland, the job is in New South Wales, a recruiter's going to go, well, sorry, yeah, it's you make a, home. You make a very good point. That's a really, that's a really obvious one that people just assume that, that hiring managers or recruiters will go, oh, great, they've applied for this job, so we want them. But no, we actually do, we do question, well, how come you're in a different state or this role is two days a week why would that apply why would that appeal to you like what yeah, is your circumstance right now yeah so so you cut the letter is where you would say you know currently i'm working full time because of blah I'm parent that i need to become carer of or whatever it might be mm -hmm. yeah because I i'm on lotto i don't I, have to work i wish i was lotto <laughs> Probably need to buy a ticket. That's my first issue. Well, that's a starting point, yeah. <laughs> that comes before make, your resume. Make buy a great ticket. point. I need to buy a ticket to win. Okay. That's what I'll take away from today's podcast. Yeah, that's that's it. That can be your shot. Buy, go buy a ticket. Yeah, so I think, you know, again, the cover letter is really important because you can also then talk away the gaps in your resume. You know yep. that, you know, I, I had four years off because I was a mum. I had, um, or a dad, a stay-at-home dad. You can you looked after an aging parent um you went overseas and volunteered for some foundation so it's not on your resume whatever it might be um your resume actually answers all the questions that the potential recruiter might have and then they go okay we're on let's make a phone call we want to get to know this person yeah. i think that they're great 
but they, you do need to tailor, tailor them step every time. You can have the body of them right, but you've got to make sure that you don't apply to ABC and have DEF in there. Do you, you know, that how happens, many times do we see that? Happens all the time, all the time, where you just, it's cringy. Like, I, I get it. You're applying for roles. You're out there. You're active. I understand all of that. Please, God's sake, don't send me through a cover letter that's referencing a different role in a different organisation. Because, like, if one of the key selection criteria is attention to detail, well, you're already failing that, aren't you? Oh, one would think. One would think. So then, we, I think we might have already kind of covered this off, but what are some of the key things to include on a cover letter? You've talked about filling in some of the gaps on your resume, maybe your motivations between between your motivations for applying for for the role, mm -hmm. why you think you're a good fit for the role. Is there anything else that you need to be including? Like I have it as a little bit of a cheat as well. So if the job that you're applying for is asking for specific skills or systems or process mapping or something in there. Something that you clearly don't possess. Well, yeah, I have no idea. I don't have any project management skills, clearly. Um, but but if they wanted you to have MyOp or um, CAS 360, whatever it might be, you'd put it in there because that's clearly the skills that they're looking for. The cover letter, you, your recruiting manager will be attracted to those words, not the words around it, just the fact that you've got it. You might even write in your cover letter, I do not have MyOp, but they only see MyOp. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. My office, but then they'll read the words around it, but peripherally, they just look for the one word and then they go, what's the context of what, what you've just yeah. said? That's a skill that we need. So I think it's a bit of a draw card yeah. if you use it well. Yep, absolutely. And as I think I said before, where a key selection criteria is basically what question, answer, question, answer is the way you should view it. So, you know, you're providing examples. You can probably talk in a more conversational tone in a cover letter where you're still putting in that you've got the skills, like you said, maybe mild or you don't have mild or whatever it is, <laughs> but you can still put in some of that uh, fluff around the conversational side of things as opposed to in, you know, in my time in this role, I did blah, 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 blah. I'm providing an example. You can actually be a little bit more um, engaging in a cover letter, I think. And that's what key selections don't necessarily allow you to do, which is show a bit of your personality. So I think that's where a cover letter can can definitely have merit. It's like anything though, it's got to have purpose. Like if it's not purposeful, if it's not fit for purpose, if it's not fit for the role you're applying for, then don't do it. If you're not gonna do if you're not gonna do it well, you may as well not do it. Mm -hmm. How I I also feel that with some of the tools that we use these days to apply for roles. So depending on where you're listening in the world, it could be Seek, it could be Indeed, it could be Monster, it could be Jora, it could be any of those job boards. When you are applying, whether LinkedIn's the same, if you're applying for a job through LinkedIn, there are often pre-set questions from the employer um, that you need to answer. Some of them could be dropped down, some of them could be written. A lot of the time I feel that they also answer a lot of the questions or the things that you might address in a cover letter. So has the cover letter been superseded by these tools? Well, perhaps, and that's why I said, depending on the job and the organisation, you know, the the 
um, platform that you're using may direct you, may instruct you to answer those questions. So you don't want to duplicate it. Yeah. And, and it's again, pay attention to what the organization is asking of you. If they are asking for a cover letter, you need to upload a cover letter. You need to make sure it's the best version of. Mm-hmm. They're specifically asking for a key selection criteria, your resume, and you to answer these pre qualification questions as part of your application, then you probably don't need a cover letter unless you and you're really in your heart of hearts feel that you've got something that you need to address in that cover letter. So I think it is, again, fit for purpose, fit for the role. Um, I think you made a good point the other day, Chris, about an example of, say, like a, a PA role. Uploading a cover letter is probably a really good example of your skill set if you're applying for, for a personal assistant, um, executive assistant role, because it shows your written word, your ability to format, um, editing, you know, those are key skills that someone's looking for in a PA or an EA. So I think, again, you're right. If you're applying for a copyright role, then yeah, you should take every opportunity that you can to show off your written word, your ability to check grammar, spelling, all that kind of stuff. If you're going for a techie role and they haven't asked you for a cover letter and you feel as though your resume and a key selection and pre-qualification questions are giving a well-rounded enough overview of your background, then that's probably enough. Totally agree. I think it's situational, but it's just probably stepping back and thinking, what is the role? What are the key requirements of the role? Can I actually give further, um, can can I show further scope in my skills by filling out a cover letter? And then I think that kind of answers whether you should be doing it or not. Agree. Do you have a side note with cover letters? If you're going to do it, it's a a cover letter. Letter. It's not a cover essay. It's not a cover short story. It shouldn't be five pages. It should be one page, is my view. Chris? Well, yes. Look, and I think even with, um, and I'm going to deviate a little bit here for key selection. If you've been asked to address key selection criteria, um, they shouldn't be five pages either. Your audience is going to get really bored. Be succinct. Yeah. And so your cover letter should be succinct as well. And there still should be white space on this as well. So nice little, you know, three or four sentences, bang, 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 sign off. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and express and your enthusiasm for finding out more and maybe even suggest when your availability. Best time is anytime. Best time is, you know, after four. Um, you know, I'm happy to take your call from 7.30 till 11 o'clock. Show them your enthusiasm and your commitment to being available for them. I, I'm committed and available, Chris, just in case you're wondering. Okay, what's your timing? <laughs> anytime, anytime. Let me, I'll, I'll send you my cover letter. Okay, awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> Make sure you've checked on the typo, though. The typo, that is definitely why I'm not a PAEA or a copyright because I don't possess that skill. I am no. adversity. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know, Cover letters are, as we said, they're definitely something that started like most, you know, things that in in a, a version of, you know, it was a very much a introduction, nice to meet you, here's my manners. Um, but I think in this day and age, you know, people are time poor. Um, the market is has moved incredibly, even in the last three years, two years versus the last 20 years. So if your cover letter is still the same as it was 20 years ago, you need to stop and do some really 
some serious thinking about the fact that that's probably not a reflection of what the market's looking for right now in a cover letter. It's not relevant anymore. Even if you've updated it to update the skills that you picked up in the last 20 years, it's probably still not relevant. You probably need to park that and, and start fresh. You make a, a good point on the market. I mean, we're very much driven by the market, aren't we, in recruitment, you know, candidate tight, candidate full. Um, we are in a candidate tight market. So um, right now it is about being really specific about why we want you. You know, it's not just because you've got a pulse. You've got a pulse plus all of these other skills. So, you know, when it's a candidate... Some days we will just take a pulse, though. Depends oh, on the desperate we yeah. are. In, in this, this is a true story. A pulse tick. Um, come on in. Have an interview. A pulse with, with typos we're happy with. Come on in. Great. I'm in with a shot. <laughs> um, yeah, just impress me. That's, you know, so I think it is very much driven by the market right now. You know, in the old days, really not needed. And maybe in a decade, they're not going to be needed again. But we would imagine that the platform and sophistication required of about resumes and job hunting will be different as well. Maybe there's a market in that step. Maybe. What's it going to look like in a decade? Well, and, Let's get and on. it will be very different. I think the platforms that people are using to apply for jobs are becoming far more sophisticated mm. than they've ever been before. And so that will change the landscape as we know it. But I go back to understanding the job market because in a we are in a candidate type market, but that will go in swings and roundabouts. And when we're back to, you know, where it's buyer's choice, when we have more qualified candidates than we do roles, potentially things like a cover letter are going to set you apart from, from the rest, from the rest of the crowd in those, especially in industries where um, maybe you don't need to have specific qualifications. You don't need to have, you know, copious amounts of experience or even in grad in grad roles, for example, things like a cover letter are the tools you should be using to set yourself apart because you don't have a lot of experience to pull on. You don't need specific qualifications. So therefore, the pool of people that could apply for this job is far larger than a role where you need a master's degree in a specific course, plus this, you know, this advanced diploma in this because there's been a new training module and the, you know you must have this so i think it's just knowing the market and knowing the roles you're that you're applying for as well and mm -hmm. just know that, that could change what you did three years ago the market's going to be very different again in three years time so just keep keep abreast of that keep your finger on the pulse okay i will all right when just you when you apply for your next job can you make sure that you know what you do with your cover letter could you imagine if I had to apply for my next job? I'm going to need to come and see you guys to help me write my resume and cover letter. This is the thing, right? As recruiters, we're a bit like hairdressers. They do everyone else's hair all day that they quite often forget to do their own or they're exhausted by the time they're in the own. Recruiters <laughs> are the same. We spend all day helping everyone else find jobs, giving them tips on their resumes, you know, case selection, that when it comes to ours, chuck it up in a bun, off you go. She'll be right. Yeah, absolutely. Make it work. Here's my resume on a sticky note. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Accepted. It's a candidate type market. You've got a pulse and a sticky note. You've got yep. the job. <laughs> and it gives you the gap. We'll make this happen. Exactly. We'll make it happen. So look, for me, I think that um, cover letters really, 90% of the time, are a must have. So a little bit of extra thought need to go into that, you know. Um, and it, it's going to reflect a summary of what's in the resume, but your personality and why 
you're the right person for the role. You know, that's your sell point. That's your shot, I think, just there. Oh, okay. Cheers. Rounding you off. That Ooh. is done. <laughs> well, see, when Jared's not here, we're very efficient. Oh, Sorry, Jared, just saying. My shot, my shot would be, I think just be purposeful. So it's very similar to yours, but if you're going to do a cover letter, what's the purpose? What are you trying to say in that? What is that saying and achieving that your resume and or key selection and or pre-qualification questions that you've had to fill out haven't already said? Because if it's saying the same thing as those two or three other tools, do you need it would be my question. So make sure it's purposeful. If you're repeating yourself, honestly, yawn, I'm exhausted. Let's not do that. I'm tired. Can we not? Like, <laughs> if that's a day I've only had two coffees, you don't want to be uploading a cover letter that's just repeating everything else that you've told me. <laughs> you're checking out, I would think. Yeah, exactly. Well, Chris, I'm, I feel like we're really getting our flow on of just the two of us. So watch out, Jared. Watch out. He does go away for quite a few weeks in the middle of the year as well so maybe, maybe we'll, we'll have to call him from europe mm, i was just i okay we've gone very different paths here you're going to call him from europe and i was going to rename the podcast to the chris and step <laughs> podcast oh, the chris and step show let's see how we go to it okay you're a nicer person though you wanted to dial Jared in so I'm just not sure how that will go if he's in the middle of the Mediterranean on a sale whatever and he's had a couple of cocktails in the sun it might be the best podcast he's ever done well maybe he'll be picking on us all the way back that will happen (laughs) one day and we're going to fall off our chair we're not going to know what to do with us I know I know (laughs) Dora Gem thank you for your time as always I've learned something and guess what we get to do it all again next week Maybe with, maybe not with Jared. Watch this face. Thanks for listening to Talk Employment to Me by KLC. Remember, the advice shared on the Talk Employment to Me podcast is general advice only. For specific advice, reach out to Stephanie, Chris and Jared or the whole KLC team. That's all for this episode. See you next Friday.